0: You are listening to KaneCast, a podcast that provides commentary on the economy and financial markets by the Kane Anderson-Rudnick Investment Management Team.
1: Hello, this is Jordan Greenhouse, Managing Director with Kane Anderson-Rudnick, and with me today I have John Christensen, Senior Portfolio Manager with the Kane Anderson-Rudnick MidCap Core Portfolio. John, first and foremost, thank you so much for taking the time and for the insight that you provide our listeners. John, equity markets have performed extremely well during the fourth quarter, in stark contrast to the first quarter of 2020. With the election now behind us, and the first phase of distribution for the COVID-19 vaccine taking place, are there any changes you anticipate making in relation to the portfolio?
2: Yeah, the the market has certainly been a tale of two cities, so to speak, as we have navigated through the COVID-19 pandemic and all the volatility has come along with it. Q1 was one of the worst markets we have seen, and Q4 was one of the best we've ever seen. Uh, In between, Q2 and Q3 were heavily weighted towards lower-quality companies, which does create some headwinds for us as investors in higher-quality businesses. So, now here we are in early 2021. The election is behind us, and as you said, the beginning of hopefully multiple vaccines that should get to most of our population by the summer. In regards to our portfolio, our mandate is clear and consistent finding great businesses that in the long run can sustain and grow their competitive advantages and flow through that to superior financial returns and ultimately higher share prices. We are always looking for structural changes in our economy and world that create new investment opportunities as well as impact our current holdings. Markets will have their violent up and down periods as short-term events and news get interpreted at lightning speed. Our goal is to keep out the noise, while not ignoring the impactful issues, and focus on the longer term when looking at our companies. This market has afforded us the opportunity to find some new ideas as the dislocation between business fundamentals and stock prices grows due to the short-term nature of these market movements. History shows that in the long run, these events don't have a heavy influence on the equity markets. Superior businesses with significant competitive moats that are growing profitably through good and bad economies is where we want to be invested in.
1: John, can you provide an example of a key contributor to the fourth quarter 2020 performance? In addition, can you provide an example of a detractor during the fourth
2: quarter as well? Absolutely. Uh, The top five contributors for the quarter were Brooks Automation, Zebra Technologies, Globus Medical. Ross Stores, and Dolby Laboratories. Let's talk a little bit about Dolby. Dolby Laboratories designs and manufactures audio and imaging products for the cinema, television, broadcast, and entertainment industries. Its products include cinema imaging, cinema audio, Dolby Conference Phone, Dolby Voice Room, and other products. Dolby's results this quarter were encouraging. While its cinema products have been impacted by the pandemic, its at-home options as well as the product's integration with new iPhone products buoyed results. We believe its opportunities in the mobile market remain very compelling and should support longer-term growth at attractive margins. In terms of detractors from the MidCap Corp uh, portfolio in the quarter, there were Tractor Supply, Moody's Corp, Aspen Technologies, Equity Lifestyle Properties, and Lennox International. Let's discuss Moody's. Uh, Moody's provides credit ratings, research, tools, and analysis to the global capital markets. The credit ratings industry is an oligopoly, with Moody's and S&P the dominant firms, and Fitch a small number three player. Moody's has done a good job over the years diversifying its business and increasing its recurring revenue so it's less reliant on debt issuance volumes. While the emergence of COVID-19 caused an initial sell-off in the stock in Q1 2020, shares quite Quickly recovered as a flurry of capital raising by companies over the next several months resulted in double-digit revenue and profit growth at the company. However, since July, shares have been largely range-bound as management has cautioned that issuance volume are likely to be down in 2021, given the tough comparison with 2020. While we acknowledge this likely creates near-term headwinds to financial results, we think Moody's is one of the highest-quality businesses So we continue to remain shareholders. John, with the continued accommodative low-rate environment, both domestically
1: and globally, can you talk us through what opportunities or challenges you're beginning to see and uncover?
2: Certainly. Obviously, when one thinks of the low-interest rate environment, there is the tailwind that presents to companies that run on higher debt levels and their ability to secure less expensive capital to attempt to grow their businesses. This does create some short-term headwinds, as usually lower quality companies tend to use debt more frequently. However, this does not always enhance their competitive advantage overall and make them superior businesses. It does put more leverage on their balance sheets and could be a large hindrance should we go through a time like we did with COVID where the company's liquidity position could become impaired and therefore create capital constraints on the company going forward. Again, this is why we focus on high quality, low capital intense equities that can maneuver through all types of macroeconomic challenges.
1: John, there's been a great deal of discussion around reversion to the mean and value leading versus growth. How does this factor into your investment decisions for the mid-cap core portfolio and overall process? And what do you feel investors should be most focused on?
2: Well, being a core manager allows us to play a little bit in growth and value areas. Recall that our version of value and growth don't necessarily coincide with some traditional thoughts. We feel our approach to growth is more sustainable and consistent in nature rather than about the magnitude of the growth. Our approach to value is not about broken or turnaround stories, but more about the nature of the industry the business is in. So yes, there will be times when the traditional growth and value areas excel, and we may underperform during these times. But we believe that longer term, higher quality is what perseveres. Uh, We take a longer term approach that is less cyclical in our focus and more about the structural competitive advantages our businesses have.
1: John, my last question is, since April, markets have been exceptionally strong, leading to an environment of a rising tide lifting all boats. The Russell 2000 and 2500 indexes have between 35 and 40 plus percent of the companies with negative earnings, and in some cases, significant leverage on their balance sheet. When looking at your portfolio, what are some of the considerations moving into 2021 and beyond? And do these factors impact your overall investments?
2: Uh, Yeah, I, I think you brought up some key insights into the markets going forward. We have indeed gone through an incredible roller coaster where we, many businesses have struggled to survive and have taken on significant amounts of debt to stay afloat. These are the same companies that got hit hard in Q1 of 2020, and many have surged back to levels not seen before. However, recall that the market is forward looking and it is anticipating that these businesses that are seeing higher stock prices should see a large corresponding rebound in their business. In many cases, they are priced to this recovery. If they do not come through, the market could take the stocks right back down. Again, that is why we focus on companies that can sustain and persevere through good times and bad. So our mandate remains the same. Yes, this pandemic is creating new and interesting investment opportunities for us to explore, but we do so with our long-term focus, high-quality bias that we have always employed.
1: John, as always, thank you so much for your insight that you provide our listeners, and we look forward to talking in the future.
0: Kane Cast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rutnick Investment Management, CAR. This material is provided as a matter of general information and is not intended to be relied upon as a forecast or research. The opinions expressed herein are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the opinions of CAR or its affiliates are current as of the date and time of the recording, and are subject to change at any time due to changes in the market or economic conditions. The information and opinions contained in this material are derived from proprietary and non-proprietary sources deemed by CAR to be reliable and are not necessarily all-inclusive. CAR does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of this information. This communication should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the listener. To the extent any performance is discussed, past performance is not indicative of future results.